Hello, Happy New Year, and welcome to Flicking and Screaming. I am Jed Sprague, here with my co-host, JT Chipman. Hello, hello. And Evan Fagundes. Hello. And it is 2022. Happy New Year, Flicking and Screaming listeners. We've made it another year of talking about movies, and we are back today uh, to chat a little bit more uh, about our 2022 movie New Year's resolutions. Resolutions. (laughs) Yes. Um, Matrix Revolutions, we, great movie. <laughs> yep, exactly. We watched a lot of movies in 2021. I'm sure you did as well if you're listening to this podcast. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit about what we think uh, all that meant. You know, all the movies, like what what did we choose to watch? Like why did we choose to watch it? What does all that mean? And then we're going to talk about some of our goals, uh, movie-related goals for 2022. Uh, but before we get to that, Evan, Chip, how the hell are you? Happy New Year. Happy New Year. <laughs> I am doing well. I'm doing well. Um, it's still in that kind of in-between period where where everything's not fully back off of the holidays and, and back to normal. But um, it's definitely past the, the time when you can kind of, you know, be just totally relaxing and, and not getting anything done. Um, but this is a great time for watching movies, especially new movies. So I, I'm having a great time. I'm, uh, you know, obviously a little bit disappointed by the way the the world's going right now but um yeah doing well yeah yeah i wrapped up 2021 seeing a couple of uh capital m movies new movies that were released that i'm sure we'll be talking about here in the next couple of weeks which felt good uh putting a bow on you know an, an up and down year a, a year of great things a year of shitty things i got to to close out feeling a little bit better uh but we're gonna keep pushing forward it's 2022 we're gonna take stock and see how we need to uh, how we need to address the state of movies and how we need to approach them, whether it's with arms wide open or ho- however we come together to decide how uh, we should be watching movies in 2022. Awesome. Uh, with that being said, I kind of want to talk about 2021 and like I was thinking a lot about the movies I watched 2021, the movies that I chose to spend my time with, uh, and I've got a lot of interesting interesting thoughts uh about it but i want to know what you know kind of what you guys thought if you had a chance to reflect chip what about you like did you have a chance to like think back 2021 this is what i watched and you know kind of this is why i think i watched those movies why i gravitated towards them what it what you think it all means about how Mm -hmm. you were feeling yeah uh i think in 2021 i did a lot of showing movies to people Mm -hmm. uh just different people in my life i think i did a lot of um especially in terms of just my rewatches, it was like I was rewatching them with other people that maybe hadn't seen them for the first time, or maybe they had, but it had been a long time, or, you know, they were like, oh, I want to watch this movie with you because I know you love it. We both love it. So we want to experience it together. So that was, um, I think, different than 2020, that I think 2020 did have a lot of solo stuff going on, um, even with, you know, things like Netflix Party and HBO Max Party, like being more prevalent. uh, So we can watch movies separate from each other i still think 2020 was much more solo whereas 2021 was a bit more collaborative and a bit more um forging any sense of community that we can find uh, for for both watching and re-watching movies i think that i i did get a little bit more away from from just rewatch like 2020 i did 
see your your stats. And I think 2020, my stats were slanted more towards rewatches, and I still had plenty of rewatches in, in this past year. But I think it was more like, hey, I wanna I wanna see the new things that are coming out. And um, you know, there was a bit of a flood of new releases. Some of them that had been backed up, some of them that were kind of long delayed, and some of them that were right on time for 2021. So it was good to uh, be uh, have uh, eyes open to new things again in 2021. Yeah, love it. What about you, Evan? Um, so it's interesting thinking back on 2021. I feel like it was getting back to what I considered a little bit more of like a normal way of going about watching movies for me, at least in which I'm going back and revisiting things that I want to revisit, but also trying to mix in when I can new movies that are coming out this year or this last year. Um, mm-hmm. something that didn't happen as much in 2020, where I just kind of like one there weren't as many movies coming out. Um, but they also kind of got piled up a little bit. And so I would kind of let them build up and then watch a few of them in a row and then go back to whatever I was doing versus in 2021, it was like, especially once theaters opened, I'd watch a couple of movies like for the pod and then go to a theater and mm-hmm. see one of the the new releases, uh, you know, that week, the um, week before, whatever, and then kind of go back and go back and forth a little bit. So as far as lots of my, my rewatches and, the big projects that I did, I have to say it was very pod based. Um, like I watched a lot of Coen brothers movies. Obviously we, we did the the podcast on them. A lot of Michael Mann's, a lot of Paul Thomas Anderson's, mm-hmm. um, just these directors that, and, and performers that we were really focused on. Uh, obviously my habits really focused on just because I only have so much time. Um, but I, I feel pretty satisfied with what we got to do this year. It felt almost like a return to normalcy in movie watching ways because mm-hmm. of, mixing in those new releases and like exciting new releases from from big names love it how about you um so i thought a lot about this Mm -hmm. uh and i i have decided to prepare uh two haikus uh i don't think i knew you had two this makes me so happy yeah i've decided to prepare two haikus uh to kind of sum up my year in movie watching. So we'll do one at a time. We can kind of, you know, go through what they mean and then maybe summarize um, at, at the end. Uh, so are you guys ready for haiku number one? Absolutely. Yes. Okay. Theaters are saved now. Desert power from my couch. <laughs> Loader seven times. <laughs> yes. Wow. Desert so, power from my couch. So, uh, I think like, like I haven't talked about, it was a bit of a return to normalcy, but for me, it's like, I think having like, not really having opportunity to go to the movies as much as I wanted to, but like still wanting to experience like new movies. I got to go to the movies a couple times and, and see things uh, that were theater, you know, theater only releases, but you know, then things like Dune, which ostensibly like I really should have gone and seen, like I ended up watching it from my, uh, from my couch. And then also I watched Lord of the Rings seven times throughout mm-hmm. 21, which um, I think is a, a theme that we can uh, we can get into. I return to a lot of uh, old comfort movies this year. Whereas 2020, I feel like it was a lot of like going back and watching old things that I feel like I'd missed. So it was mm-hmm. like new movie experiences for me, but older movies. This okay. was definitely a year of like revisiting a ton of comfort movies. Um, pretty much every major franchise. Like I feel like I went back and watched like Pirates and and Harry Potter and Lord of the Rings and. I think the only one I actually didn't do was Star Wars, funnily enough, um, which probably goes to show you what I, where I, I'm at with that. Um, but yeah, so that's that's kind of haiku number one. Um, mm-hmm. And then uh, haiku number two, um, mm. movie fatherhood, Ocean's mm. Eleven, Bad Dad, Disney owns my soul. 
<laughs> yes. Wow. Uh, so I, I became a, a dad earlier this year. Uh, and I think I spent a lot of the early months of, uh, of her, her life, uh, like I said, revisiting a lot of comfort movies with her on my lap and kind of mm-hmm. questioning whether or not I was a bad parent for like showing these, these adult movies to, to, to my daughter. Uh, mm-hmm. and then what this this year has ended with is me watching a ton of, um, Disney and animated movies as she yeah. started to kind of like get old enough to like, you kind of be enthralled by them and, uh, and be interested in them. And so it's actually been really cool to go back on the animated train. Cause I, I do have a lot of affection for Disney movies and, and for a lot of animated movies. Um, and I think overall what I learned from that is, uh, cars Two guys, it rips cars Two. Mm. Rip. Yeah. Is, uh, is it, cars Two the one where they're spies? Yeah. It's spy thriller. It's, mm. it's like, it's wild. Um, I mean, there's, there's a lot that's not good about that movie, but I think like the bones, of that movie is better than the plot of like 80% of like actual spy movies that get made. Like literally a guy that is like an oil, basically like a huge oil magnate, like pretends that he's converted electric, pretends that he's made this alternative fuel. Uh, and then like basically attacks, creates this race to show off the alternative fuel makes all the cars that are racing with it fail so that people would be scared off of alternative fuel forever because he just stumbled upon the largest oil reserve in the world. Like it's beautiful. It's wonderful. Wonderful. Like bond villain style spy movie. What ruins it is, is, um, Larry, the cable guy. I mean, mm. of course, but, uh, but yeah, cars two rips. So it does sound that, very Bondian. That is such a bond villain thing to do where it's like, instead of just, cause you've got this oil and it, like you have to contrive a weird plan to get rid of alternative fuel instead of just like, I'm sure that they, this car, uh, oil guru could make plenty of money with his huge oil mm-hmm. reserve but they're like no i must make more than plenty of money yeah miles axelrod um mm. yeah there's there's a lot of like classic classic like tropes i just love it it really expands on like the whole like world of cars which i think is is really fun and and creative and and finn mcmissile uh, who plays basically the he's an aston martin db5 like in the mm. movie he plays the james bond uh style car Missile. is uh he's he's pretty gangster um, so I, I, I really cars two rips. Okay. I'll add it to the list. Um, yeah, but that's what I got. I mean, did you guys enjoy the haiku format? Uh, I know it, it was, was lovely. Like, it literally like I haven't written a haiku since, you know, 10th grade English class. So no, it was, it's such a fun, like way to express because it's very uniquely you and like just the way that you kind of see the world. And it's also fun, like, especially with your daughter too, I think is so, so sweet and um, unique perspective on things. I can't imagine watching movies with a, with a child in the home, whether trying to, you know, shield her eyes from certain things or just saying, fuck it. And, you know, watching Buster Scruggs with her. Yeah. That was the first one. That, that was. Really... I re- oh, I remember that was a great, I think, I don't know when you sent yeah. that, but that was, that was a great thing to see. Oh. Yeah. I thought the haikus were great. Uh, I think it, you're in a really cool period because Charlie's a, a baby. It's kind of funny if you think about it. It's like you can show her those things now, but then in like a year and a half, when she has a little bit more understanding, you can't for the next like seven years. And then you it's can go back point. to show. It's like a funny like Even, dynamic where it's like you have to then shield her for seven years. And then you yeah. can go back when she's like nine or ten to like reintroduce some of these things. Yeah, even like when she was like little, little, I was like showing her these things, and then like as you could tell, she's starting to like engage with like media, like on like you know on the screen, whether it be like little TV, the like kids TV shows or things like that. Um, 
you're like, oh, wait, all right, now I have to be careful with what I show her because, like, she's clearly, like, taking in that information. Like, I, she's mm. very impressionable. I don't want her to, like, you know, see a bunch of violence now. Now, So it's, like, a little bit, even, like, in the last couple months, I've had to become more guarded um, mm. with, with what I show her. But, yeah, that was my 2021, but I'm excited to jump into 2022 and, and kind of talk about um, our movie resolutions. Uh, I think we each brought five, right? We can just run through them kind of real quick and, and uh, and you know, talk a little bit about why we decided this is what we want to do in 2022. So Evan, kick us off with uh, your number five. Yeah, absolutely. So um, my first one is very simple. Uh, and I'm curious to see what you guys did, honestly, because I wasn't sure exactly how you were going to go about this. This year, I watched um, about 165 movies. Next year, my goal is 200. Mm, it's just nice. a very simple thing. My first resolution is 200 movies in 2022. I like Spectacular. It. It's a great goal. Yeah. I love that you. I would. I would go more in depth. I feel like it speaks for itself a little bit. It's just like an arbitrary goal. But I love that you prefaced it too with like what you did this year. So it's like we know kind of where yeah. you're at with like it. It doesn't feel like that like lofty considering like you were at 165. Like you just got to turn up the dial a little bit. I think it's very doable. Yeah, it's very doable. Love it. Uh, Chip, what about you? What was your number five? I'll springboard from that because mine is I want to hit 365 movies. Um, this is wow. so I think I even like made a reference to this on a pod around January last year, and yep. just life happens. I hit a I, I hit a little over 200. I'm around like 220, 225, something like that. Um, but like it is a new year, new me. I got you know different priorities in time that I'm trying to figure out. So how do I want to spend my time? I want to hit 365. I don't think it's that hard. I think that for as many days as I've got a lot going on all day, I've got Saturdays and Sundays where I want to watch three movies, crank out a trilogy or a, what was the triple feature we threw out last week with the uh, Dune, Tremors, Dune? Maybe I want to do that on a Saturday or something like that. So I think 360 is an achievable, uh, 365, pardon me, is an achievable goal. Yeah, that would be desert power from your couch if you did that. Yeah, that would 100%. be. That would be so yeah. much desert power. Holy shit. Uh, love that. Love that. Um, so my first one is a little bit different. I, I don't know if I could be as lofty with you guys. I haven't looked back and, and seen my um, my actual like stats from Letterboxd, but I also am not very good about keeping that up, which we might get into later in my list. But my number, uh, my number five is I want 2022 to be the year that I watch every Hitchcock movie because I, mm. I kind of I dip my toe in the Hitchcock waters. And for some reason, I'm very like Hitchcock curious lately. And I just want to go through and I want to watch them all um, chronologically and mm -hmm. kind of just nice. like see his, his evolution. Because I think I have a couple of my, my favorites to revisit, um, like Rear Window um, and Rope, like I've seen quite a bit, but I haven't, you know, gone back and, and kind of done the whole Hitchcock mm -hmm. thing. So that's 2022, year of Hitchcock. Hell yeah. Uh, that's a great one. Number, number four. That's a great one, and it, it ties in perfectly with my number four, which is to watch every Fellini movie. Um, Fellini, you know, we obviously say here we have a movie podcast. I listen to a lot of movie podcasts. You guys do too, I'm sure. I hear Fellini's name mentioned all the time. I hear directors talk about him as like a reference. And unless I'm mistaken, I was going through his filmography, I don't believe I've seen a single movie he's directed. Not a single one. So I am looking to make it through all of them. So in a similar way, you're going through Hitchcock. Yeah, I love that. That's great. I don't think I've seen them all. I would be, we should do that for the pod, Fellini pod. Mm. Yeah. This is, this is great because my, I am, so my number four, I have five directors. So I want to see every movie of, um, so Jane Campion, uh, so power of the dog, one of those have to see movies in 2021. Uh, yep. I need to see that. I want to finish my Kubrick. There's a couple of Kubrick blind spots. I have, uh, Claire Denis has a new movie coming out in 2022. 
and I, uh, with a couple of interesting actors that I'm curious about. Uh, so her filmography, uh, Thomas Vinterberg, who did another round. He's got that Dogma 95 style. I want to see that play out. And then my fifth one was Fellini. Uh, I've, I've seen one Fellini oh. movie, Knights of Cabrera, and I, lo- I, I thought it was fantastic. I thought it was lovely. Um, and I'd like to, there's, he's got quite a few movies I'd like to knock out. But so actually, I, ha- I had five there for you. And I feel bad because I don't, I, I'm not trying to one up you. It's just what I happen out on my list. And I'm glad that we both have Fellini. That's pretty funny no that, all, That's awesome. that all of our number fours, or our, mm-hmm. like we all had on our list, like we want to hit up a, a certain director. Yeah. That's great. Um, Awesome. My uh, my number four uh, is to tighten up my letterbox so I can get an accurate like idea of like what I'm actually watching because I feel like I go on these like spurts like I, you guys were making fun of me when I first signed up where I I, I re- went through my whole list of movies that I had backlogged in my iPhone notes and mm-hmm. I reviewed like 200 movies in a day it and it amazing. was like all I did but <laughs> so chaotic <laughs> yeah real real like psycho energy there uh, but I really would love to like kind of like get in even if it's just for myself kind of see where like where i trend like throughout the year and like have mm-hmm. an accurate idea of like what i'm watching and, and what i'm thinking about what i'm watching um i'm a little concerned that it might just result in people being like man he watches lord of the rings a lot um but <laughs> no but shame you know no shame it, it is who i am uh yeah. it is, it is who i am so yeah that's my number four uh evan what, what's your number three that that that's a great one for you jed it we should also mention, not only did you log, like, 200 in one day, you logged, like, four total movies after that individually. And I am so curious to know, like, what, like, at what point you were just, like, a month later, like, yeah, I'll log this one after, like, skipping, like, nine. But uh, anyways, I just thought that was really funny. Whenever it would pop up that you'd log one, it was like you, like, came across it on your phone. It was it was um, usually, like, scrolling through Twitter, and I would see that, like, yeah, somebody, right. somebody had, like, like link their letterbox review or yeah. something and i was like i gotta do that don't i <laughs> um nice so my number three this is probably going to be uh one of the most controversial ones but i am going to watch each of the marvel movies and i'm probably going to go in order um mm. and i'm going to have to space it out this is definitely not going to be something that happens in one month i'm not watching release, like, release order or, or are you going to do release order or are you going to do chronological order my little so, my little brother and I've sister seen those online just- they just did it both ways, like literally like psychos in like November and December. They watched them in chronological release order or in release order in November and then in like timeline order. In yeah. November. And that's real big psycho energy from them. Can't They can't be trusted. Yeah, I'm going to have to have a talk with. Yeah, that's that's unacceptable. My little brother Johnny's at at Spider-Man for the third time today. Oh, my wow. God. Yeah, so. They, I'm finding an uphill that's fight. That's wild. Yeah, that is that's wild. So, but I'm probably going to do it in release order because that's the way they put it out. So if they want to argue now that that's not the way it's supposed to be watched or something, I just I, I don't have ears for it. Um, not that I have ears for Kevin Feige, anyways. Um, but I'm going to watch them in order. I think from when they were released, and honestly, like it, the biggest thing is like I I just sort of want to try to understand. I've seen lots of these movies individually. I think I, I've, I've seen at least 16 or 17 of them. Um, and I just want to try to grasp like what is happening, like why these are literally taking over um, film watching or like filmmaking as, as we know it and just gain a better understanding. Mm-hmm. I think that's smart. It's more of an academic endeavor than anything. It is. Yeah. I'm keeping you in my prayers. And yeah. all of my favorite actors are making these movies. That's a, that's a really like, good point. 
all of them. And, and I'm perfectly willing to go into one and be like, this actor that I love is terrible in this movie and this movie's dumb. Like I'm perfectly willing to do that, but I feel like I missed out on some of their almost like portions of their careers because I just don't care that much about these movies. And that's like almost all Mark Ruffalo's done for like 10 years outside of uh, yeah. two or three really good movies here and there, but yeah. it just has not been prolific making non Marvel movies until we get, until we get Rafe finds the Hulk directed by Wes Anderson. I think I'll, I'll be like, okay as far as like questioning whether or not I should be watching him specifically because my favorite actors and directors are doing them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Ray finds as like Dr. Doom is interesting. Uh, yeah, that's probably going to happen. Like there's, he's not far away from it. He just did that. I heard, which I heard is shitty. I need to see the King's man, um, mm. the King, the Kingsman prequel. I, I heard it's not good. Um, yeah. Ray so kind of make- fucked around with the release schedule with that, with French dispatch, he really got screwed on some stuff. Uh, okay. all right, uh, Jeff, you're number three, right? Yep. Um, I want to hit films from 20 different countries. Um, so with my Letterboxd really? 2021, I had 10 countries. So it doesn't necessarily mean tw- uh, 10 or 20 different languages. Uh, there's That's great if that's your goal. But like, I had three movies from Spain, and they were the Good, the Bad, and the Ugly trilogy with Clint Eastwood, which are uh-huh. in, in English, and they primarily in English audiences. Um, but I, I want to hit 20 countries of like production or origin. Um which will be double this year. So that's just a easy double goal, rounding goal. Awesome. And if you guys uh, haven't figured out, this episode is brought to you by Letterboxd. Letterboxd, uh, <laughs> social media platform for movie lovers. I'm kidding. God, we just love it. So Spon- it. Please sponsor us, Letterboxd. We'd really appreciate that. Um, we're doing God's work for you out here. Uh, that's a great one. I like that you're like, like that you guys are having goals that are like specifically statistics based because I feel like they're a lot more attainable almost mm-hmm. <laughs> like almost you know sure where it's it's not just like like i'm like clean up my letterbox like what does that even mean it's like just like log every movie that i watch um no i really i really like those uh those they feel um tangible uh good stuff so my number three um is i want to start my dvd collection so recently uh i have I'm a, I'm a big fan of music. Um, for those of you that don't know, uh, I have been collecting CDs uh, because hmm. uh, I was kind of like, do I want to collect vinyl? Like, I like the idea of having, I really like the idea of like owning something physically, like physically mm-hmm. owning something. Like, I don't know. It makes me feel like ownership makes me like practically want to watch things or listen to things more. Uh, and so I started doing CD collection because a lot of my favorite artists really weren't releasing vinyl uh, around the time that they were like releasing music. It wasn't a thing. Most of them releasing CDs. So I've been, uh, I bought a CD player and I've been loving it. And so I want to extend that to DVDs. My family growing up had a quite extensive uh, DVD collection, uh, over 2000 DVDs that my mom like alphabetized and, uh, you know, that's had, hard like, to even imagine. That's crazy. Hard, it was crazy. Like it was like five full drawers in, in my house that were like, filled with it that had numbers on it that you would like literally like go in an alphabetized book that she would keep uh on like the coffee table and you'd be like okay it's number this and then you go find it and you know put it in the dvd player to watch um they just sold my childhood home my parents this year so there's a lot of those movies are like in flux so i think i want to go through and pillage Mm -hmm. a lot of those dvds and kind of like start my own collection and i'm on a much smaller scale than 2000 but uh 
Yeah, start something. I think I like the idea of like popping in a DVD. I haven't done that in a long time. Or a Blu-ray. I love it. Yeah. What's your number goal. two, Evan? It's a great goal. Um, my number two is to at least write one, like, as long as I possible, possibly can, like, essay on one of my favorite movies. This is something I've been thinking about doing for a while, and that's not like a super lofty goal to do to do at once. But I've sat down and, and tried to start and just haven't um, gotten that deep into it. But I just have certain movies that stick with me so much. And like you guys know, you guys get my random texts at, at like uh, <laughs> 1 in the morning. Or I guess it's usually like 3 in the morning for Chip um, over there mm-hmm. uh, about some movie that I'm thinking about. But I, I kind of get caught in like spirals thinking about certain movies. So I want to see if I can kind of like let some of that out and see if I can I can put the words to it. And that sounds funny to say that, um, you know, I can't put words to some of these things because we do this podcast, but um, I'm getting carried quite a bit. And usually it can it can be kind of quicker. So I want to see if I can really, like, think something out. I love that I love goal that. for you. Great. Yeah. Thank you. I need right, to see Evan's much. pen in action. That's awesome. Um, so I want to uh, I want to read more film criticism uh, and, like, film writing and essays. And, like, specifically, I want to seek out writing that, like, I don't necessarily agree with Um, Mm -hmm. one of my favorite reviews of the year was from a a writer that I'm friends with on Twitter named Paul Thompson. And he took, he eviscerated French dispatch. He took it behind the woodshed, cleaned Wes Anderson's clock. Um, But it was so well-written and like, I hadn't even like seen Paul, like take a machete to art like that before. And I didn't even agree with the review necessarily, but it was fascinating to read. I think I need more of that in my life, like just to, explore and investigate that and just like sharpen my own eyes and ears help me whether it helped me bunker down with my own perspective or you know understand a different perspective a little bit better um i want to read things that i don't agree with mm-hmm. I, lo- I love that good i think that's something that more people should should do just in their daily lives not necessarily yeah. just with movies um broaden your horizons people be more like mm-hmm. chip that's how i'm living my 2022 just on a broader spectrum is to be more like chip uh, <laughs> oh god it's a dangerous game um my number two um you know in the heartfelt movie dad dumb, uh i want to take charlie to her first movie i think it's going to be a bit of a stretch mm. i think it's gonna to have to be later in the year um she turns one in uh she turns one in march and a lot of people say like two or three is probably the age my daughter has a really good attention span Mm-hmm. So I'm gonna try to I'm gonna try to make that happen like later in the year. Like I think like whatever you know Disney animated movie or something that I think keep her attention. You know, in, like November and December. I'm gonna I'm gonna really give it a go. I want to get her into a movie theater for the first time. I want to have the popcorn. I want to see the magic through her eyes. Um, and so that that is uh, that's my goal. That's my movie dad goal. And I will say like my movie dad goals have been distinctly inspired by Evan's dad. Uh, because like what <laughs> what incredible movie education that he's gotten it's just like talking about like on the first podcast like yeah miller's crossing my dad was showing me that when i was like 12 years old and i'm like that's the kind of dad i want to be like <laughs> let's sit down and like let's like really dive deep into wes anderson's filmography you know let's dive deep into into the oceans movies like i wanted to write like a movie essay in like fourth grade about like why oceans 12 you know doesn't get you know what it deserves uh critically yeah. so like that's the kind of movie dad i want to be um and i think the first step is is getting her to uh to go to the movies it's great that uh, is a what, great goal number one all right you know do we need a yeah. drum roll for these number ones like i feel like what's your number one movie goal so next? my number one movie goal um and it, it's kind of maybe anticlimactic but it's just like 
It's another one of those things that you hear about all the time and I'm familiar with, but I need to become more familiar with. I want to watch at least once, if not twice, the entire Daniel Day-Lewis filmography. Mm. I have seen some of the big hitters, but there are certain of his films that I hear about pretty often and specifically his performances that I just, I, I, I've missed. I haven't seen. They're, they're just, he wasn't always in like the biggest movies, even if he was in really good movies. So mm-hmm. yeah, I think I might go through, um, I think maybe I'll make this goal, go through his entire filmography twice um, to really try to gain a better understanding. I'm trying to get a better understanding of like the technical aspects of filmmaking um, as you guys know, like I love cinematography and stuff. I, I read and listen to a lot of stuff around um, the technical aspects of cinematography when it comes to lighting and cameras. But I really want to understand a little bit more like what makes the best actor the best actor. So mm. what better place to start than, uh, than Daniel? That's, that's awesome. great. Yeah, that's, that's a wonderful, wonderful, wonderful goal. I've, I've kind of stumbled upon uh, the YouTube algorithm has been serving me Daniel Day-Lewis like interviews recently. Mm. I think I sent mm, one to yeah. you guys. Yeah, you did. He, just an absolute pleasure. That guy is yeah. uh, very cerebral with his craft and yeah. uh, mm-hmm. and uh, very interesting, interesting human being. So I, I I love that goal for you, Chip. What's your number one goal? Number one thing you want to do in movies twenty twenty two? Yeah, this is um, I kind of alluded to it with how I watch movies in twenty twenty one, but like I'm I'm putting like a firm commitment to it. Is I want my movie experience, my movie watching, to be about community. I want to continue watching movies with friends. I had, uh, you know, a few of my friends, a few of my very good friends and roommates. We did a little movie club. Uh, and, you know, it's hard when you're adults and you have full-time jobs and other interests. But I think between – if I looked at my letterbox, I think between, like, August 1st and December 10th, we watched 13 movies together. That's Which nice. is, like, not easy to do. We pretty much did every other week, sometimes every week. Um, and sometimes it was like, man, I've got things X, Y, and Z to do. You know, I've got – I'm busy. I got, I'm tired. But, like, every single time, it was always worth it to watch uh, – watch these movies together um i think it's very healthy for me it's a nice reminder that like movies are an art that they can be enjoyed alone at 2 a.m you know rewatching zodiac or something uh, or mm-hmm. together on a sunday evening some friends along to to rewatch a classic or to find something new or you know i i think it would be really fun to rent out a movie theater with a few of my friends to watch a new release yes. um like throw a little money at that would be awesome um but i just i really want experiencing movies to continue to be uh a shared thing for me. I love that. That's a wonderful awesome. goal. Um, all right. My number one goal uh, for 2022 movie watching is to get the boys together to do a live podcast. Ah, yes. That's my number one goal. And specifically to do a 12 hour long podcast to <laughs> all three extended editions of Lord of the Rings. Where we I, sit I was really we, hoping you would forget about this idea. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> I want I really want us to all sit down and watch 12 hours in a row like we start at like 6 a.m. and I want to watch all three extended editions Lord of the Rings and I want us to like just kind of be like commenting into the microphone and like whatever we feel in the moment and then we'll cut it together into you know however long it might be a three hour long podcast or four hour long, whatever you know whatever we determine is like the amount of good material that we have um, this is so chaotic. It's chaos. I mean, but I, I, first of all, I love those movies and I also live and breathe chaos. Uh, and I couldn't think of anything that would be like a more hilarious and fun test of like our friendship and our podcasting ability than just like kind of live commenting. Like I, I already am anticipating the amount that we'd have to pause for laughter, like in Lord of the Rings movies, you know, just because mm-hmm. we probably say some, some wild shit. But I, 
that's that's my goal. That's my goal. I would need like other things to happen on this trip than just that. But yes, this this is. Oh no no no! The trip the trip wouldn't just be that, but that would be like something that would happen on. Yeah. Set yeah. Trip. We would need. I need like a couple days separate. Like I, we yeah. get together, have a day or two, then do this insanity, and then have another day or two because I. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's the that. goal. That's the goal for sure. The goal it would spring. be the most. It would be the most flicking and screaming thing ever if we finally got together first time in person and just ended up with 12 hours of unusable, like, blabbering. Mm-hmm. <laughs> just, like, hours and hours of us just, like, making noises into the mic. Yeah. Yeah, that sounds wonderful to me, though. Uh, it's great. All right. Those, well, qu- quick episode today. We just wanted to hop on um, and let everyone, you know, kind of know what we were thinking about for our movie resolutions for 2022. Hit us up on Twitter at Flickin' and Scream on Instagram at Flickin' Screaming. What are you guys's you know resolutions for 2022 movie watching? Like, what are you excited for? Maybe in releases, some other things. That's something we haven't talked about yet. We're definitely going to talk about um, coming up soon. But you know, we're just excited. Another year of, of mm-hmm. Flickin' and Screaming. Fucking yeah. best shit. Best shit there is. Uh, any parting thoughts before we uh, send everyone off to their New Year's Day hangovers? I would just say, um, you know. Happy New Year, and this coming month is almost all going to be based on what we loved and um, stuff from 2021. We're trying to give everyone time to get caught up on all these new movies. There's a ton coming out right now, um, but that is all coming as far as kind of the the look back at some of these movies that, that we haven't been able to cover yet. Mm-hmm. Exactly, and great tease. Next week, we're going to be covering Paul Thomas Anderson's Licorice Pizza um, mm-hmm. and kind of our initial thoughts and reactions, so... Uh, stay tuned for that one. That'll be exciting. For Flicking and Streaming, I'm Jed Sprague, Evan Vigundis, JT Chipman. Happy New Year and good night, everybody. See ya. So long, everyone. <laughs>